Hey everybody, thanks for listening to this episode of My First Sketch. I'm Josh Hyam. If you haven't done so already, you can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or SoundCloud to get it automatically. If you like the Stitcher app, you can find it there as well. It'd be really cool if you rate it five stars and leave a review on whichever platform you choose. Like the podcast on Facebook at facebook.com slash myfirstsketch. Follow along on Twitter at myfirstsketch. Head to myfirstsketch.com where I'll post any of the videos we talk about on today's episode. Any questions, thoughts, recommendations, feel free to email me at josh at myfirstsketch.com and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Today's guest is Lucy Erstbommer, currently a member of the Writers of the Dorm, a sketch comedy group based out of Boston and Emerson College. Her first sketch is called The Counselor and the Horse Girl. She reads the roles of Jackie, the titular horse girl, and Jackie's mom, and I read Mr. Dimmitt, who is the counselor, and give you any visual information you need to know. So let's go to the sketch. The Counselor and the Horse Girl. Mr. Dimmitt is an elementary school counselor. He is bald. Jackie's mom only wants the best for her daughter. She's sitting in Mr. Dimmitt's office. Thank you for agreeing to talk to my daughter, Mr. Dimmitt. She has a serious problem. Of course. It's my job as a school counselor to help children with any problem they might have. I don't mind her having interest, but horses are taking over her life. It's not healthy. She's only six. I'll do my best to help. You can send her in now. Jackie's mom exits and Jackie gallops into the room. She is holding a My Little Pony toy. We're going to have buckets of fun together, Jackie. Why don't you sit? Jackie stares. She doesn't sit. Your mom told me you're a big fan of horses. Maybe a little too big of a fan. What do you like about horses? They don't ask me stupid questions. They aren't bald. Jackie, there's nothing wrong with being bald. Yes, there is. Bald things are ugly. Horses are pretty. That is a rude thing to say about someone, Jackie. Jackie just stares. How about we play a game and get to know each other? What games do you like to play? I like playing horse. I like playing with my little pony. Jackie clutches her pony toy tightly. What about Barbie dolls? Aren't they really fun to play with? I don't like Barbies. They aren't horses. Oh, come on. Why don't we try playing with one? I can show you how fun it can be. Just give me the horse toy. (laughs) Or we can play with both. Mr. Dimmitt holds a Barbie in front of Jackie and speaks as a doll. Hi, Jackie. Let's be best friends. Oh, look, it's my horse. I'm going to ride it to the mall. I love shopping. I don't want to be ridden. Let's carpool instead. What? Horses can't talk and they can't ride in cars. Just let me ride you. Yes, they can. Horses can do anything. Jackie grabs the doll and bites the head off. She tramples the head with the toy horse. Well, that was not as as fun as I thought it would be. Let's take a snack break. I like sugar cubes and apples and carrots. Mr. Dimmitt takes a muffin out of his lunchbox. Here, do you want to eat this muffin? Does it have horse meat in it? What? 
It's a bran muffin. Why would it? Answer the question, Mr. Bald. Does it have horse meat? No. No, it doesn't have horse meat. Just take the gosh dang muffin. Jackie takes the muffin and takes a huge bite. She spits it out and throws the rest of the muffin at Mr. Dimmit. It was gross. It didn't taste like a sugar cube. Jackie, isn't, it isn't nice to throw things. Did your mom raise you like this? My mom is stupid. She won't buy me a horse. Is everything about horses? Yes. Horses are better than people. They are nice and help each other. If they don't like someone, they don't hide it. I can train a horse to attack people, but it will be nice to me. Horses give me good advice. I know what they want to tell me. Their eyes tell me. No, Jackie. Horses are disgusting. They poop and spit and bite and they get dirty. Horses can't be school counselors. They're mean and they don't care about you or anyone else, okay? All they do is cause pain. They hurt people, Jackie. Mr. Dimmit bursts into tears. He is sobbing into his hands. Jackie pats Mr. Dimmit on the back. Mr. Bald, did a horse ever hurt you? Yes, I was five. I was riding one for the first time and... <laughs> Come on, you can tell me about it. It it bit my hair off and ate it. My hair's never grown back. Good, you deserved it, you monster. You're just like my mom. Jackie flicks Mr. Dimmit's face. Ow, why'd you do that? Take that, you bald villain. I bet you were being mean to that horse. Jackie takes two fingers to the side of her head and closes her eyes. What are you doing now, Jackie? I'm telling all the horses in the world to attack you. You will never experience horse love like I do. You are now cursed. Mr. Dimmit is totally buying into this. He thinks Jackie is actually cursing him. Jackie hums to add more power to the curse. No, Jackie, you can't do this to me. Undo the curse. Undo it, Jackie. Jackie stops humming and opens her eyes. It's too late, Baldy. I can't undo a horse curse. You better watch your back. The horses will come for you. Jackie gallops out of the room neighing. Mr. Dimmit collapses and sobs. The end. Hey, Lucy. Hi. All right, so tell me about this sketch. Tell me about the counselor and the horse girl. So I wrote this my sophomore year of high school, and I didn't really think of it as a sketch then. It was a scene from my playwriting class. Okay. I wrote it for a jury, which is where we have to like evaluate our work every semester, because um, I went to a performing arts high school. And we had to have certain parameters in it. That's why there's so many like props like the Barbie doll and the muffin and things like that because we like had to have them in there and I just I wrote this scene because I was thinking about horse girls a lot <laughs> and turned into a sketch how did it do with the juries it went really well my teacher was like hey you're good at this <laughs> and then I started writing plays like how like how long are these plays that you would have started doing I've written one act and I've written 10 minutes. Okay. Uh, I like my one act better. Right on. All right. So uh, tell me, did you write this specifically as a comedy? Like, like was this like, uh, everyone's going to laugh at this. This is going to be great. Yeah. I did write it to be a funny little scene. Instead of like, you know, I guess a certain way an actor can play this uh, 
that ja- the Jackie character could be like a little horror like <laughs> monster to me. <laughs> like yeah. especially at the end, like you can play like I don't know. I don't need to direct your sketch from sophomore year. Yeah, she's she's definitely a little demon. Yeah. All right. So uh what were you um what were you into growing up? What were you watching? What made you laugh? What made me laugh? Uh the Amanda show. That was like everything to me. The Amanda show, not all that. I never even seen all that. Okay, so so you just missed the, that wave and that okay. Yeah. So Amanda show. Amanda. Uh, tell me about Amanda show because I think I was definitely um, either out of the age group or out of the the gender of the target audience of that show. Yeah, it, it was came lot, out. It was a lot of sketches, and oh, there was this one character who always go Mah! and like call people. And I thought it was like the funniest noise ever. So I always run around going, meh, the people. And there's this one sketch where like the Brady Bunch runs around like beating the shit out of people. <laughs> and I thought that was so funny. Because that was, it was Amanda Bynes. Yes. Um, and then Drake Bell and Josh Peck were on it too. Okay. I know, I think Taryn Killam did some time oh yeah i think he was on it a little bit or guest starred a couple times or so that would have been a sketch comedy show before she became yeah relatively big movie actress before she went off the deep end unfortunately and yeah uh like yeah because i i knew of all that i knew that existed i never really watched it and keenan and kel come out of that and then i think she was also a cast member on like the last couple years and just that like Nickelodeon like pipeline that they do. Yeah. Where you get one show, you're the side character on the one show, you get your own and just yeah. keeps growing from there. Cause even like, you know, you just said Drake and Josh. Yeah, they were on the Amanda show. And they probably got Drake and Josh from that. Yeah. And they like played themselves like as actors and then they also were in sketches. Like they did a lot of like behind the scenes kind of sketches that were kind of bizarre. Like there's this one running joke throughout the show where Amanda had a stalker and she'd always go, Amanda, please. (laughs) And she just wanted to see Amanda all the time. And it was played by Amanda herself, but I didn't realize that till years later. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, that's, hmm. Uh, And you mentioned going to a performing performing arts high school. Mm -hmm. Like what was your, were you an actress? Were you a writer? Like, what was the, the main focus for you? We had, like, four clusters, dance, music, theater, and visual arts. And I went for theater. And oh, yeah. I started acting, and then they crushed my dreams. Oh, no. And then I started writing. Like, I took a playwriting class because I had to. I didn't really want to. I was like, this is going to suck. And then I that year, I got my first play produced there, which was really awesome. Wait, how did they crush your dreams as an actor? Um, they basically like I didn't get cast in anything my first two years, mm-hmm. and they were just like, "Yeah, you're just not." Good. <laughs> and then later I got cast in like comedic roles because then people were like, "Oh, she's funny." Mm. And but before that, I just I just wouldn't get cast, and I just wasn't very good. And they couldn't really they didn't really know how to like. The teachers there were very much like, okay, here's your scene. Here's your monologue. Go out, work on it. Come back. We're going to tell you it needs to do this, but not tell me how to get there. Mm. With my acting, 
and it was very much like you need to figure it out yourself and they would cast the same people over and over again in the same plays and i was not one of them (laughs) that must be it must be a bit tricky to be in a performing arts high school where like where you aren't like the the star pupil yeah but then i became the star playwriting pupil that's okay so you found (laughs) you found where you were supposed to be i guess yeah all right uh the playwriting class um was that your first experience with writing like yes uh i'd never really written much before i would write like maybe like in elementary school and middle school i'd write like goofy little short stories about me and my friends like as a joke but i didn't really like write write until i got to my playwriting class and then my first monologue that i ever wrote like the first time in that class I wrote a monologue for a clown who's at clown college, but she's really bad at it. Like she's just shit at being a clown. She's mm. not funny. And then that turned into my first play. And that was like the opening monologue for it. It was called clowning around. And okay. I really loved clowns. That was like my whole deal. Like, like the actual like circus clowns or. Yes. I loved clowns. Uh, Cause when I was younger, that was like my dream job to be a clown. But also a doctor at the same time. I wanted to be a clown doctor. One of those kid things of like, I can do both. Yeah, I was like, I'll be a doctor dresses up as a clown. This is genius. Not knowing why, that I'm the only kid who wasn't scared of clowns. So, I was say, like, so you're the one person in the world that likes clowns. Uh, yeah. What was it about clowns that like held your fancy? I just thought they were so funny. And that's like how I always, I just always wanted to be the, like the funniest person and I remember this one iconic moment. I was at a circus and the clown goes, hey, tie your shoes. And I looked down and I'm wearing Crocs and that just blew my mind. I was like, that was so funny. <laughs> I was so like, you, this guy's going places. <laughs> uh, so you always had that idea of being the funny person. Yes. Yeah, because uh, my brother was the smart one. So. Okay. I was like, I have to be the funny one. So now he's majoring in physics and he's applying for grad school right now. And I'm a comedic arts major. So, <laughs> Well, at least you found the, like, the one college that has a comedic arts. Yeah. I, I, I talked to Aiden uh, the other day and the fact that there's a college that has a comedic arts program is mind boggling to me. Yeah, it's so cool. And I found it and I was like, this is like where I need to be because I like theater, but I want what I want to specifically do with theater is make people laugh. Yeah, because if you like, I've talked to a lot of like theater students and a lot of like, I have a lot of friends that are in the theater, like to study theater, you have to do like all like the avant-garde, like there's so much stuff that you have to do that just doesn't. Yeah. You know, if, if your goal is to get to Broadway, like to do like, you know, musical, mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff in the theater school that's not going to necessarily apply to that. Like they're good exercises and everything, but I feel like there's a lot of stuff that just might be a little un, uh, unnecessary. Yeah, definitely. So, all right. Uh, did you know that, I, I assume you're a student at Emerson. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so, did you know that they had this program before you got there? Yes. Was, I, um, so that was a, like a driving force of going there? Yeah. Uh, what happened was actually like I found out they had this program and I was like, okay, I'm going to like apply for it. But Emerson's so expensive. Like there's no way like 
studying comedy is like worth that much. And I get in and my friend David also gets in who I go to high school with. And he's like, Lucy, like you should really go here. Like, I think like I'm going and I think you should go too. Cause I think this is going to be like a great place for you. And I think you're like really funny and you need to cultivate this. And now we're both in writers of the dorm together. <gasps> nice. And yeah. So he's the reason I'm here pretty much. Oh, that's but, good. Yeah. I knew they had a comedy program and I was like, man, that sounds so awesome. That's what I really want to do. But like, is it what I should do? And my, my second choice was like a school in Colorado and I would just be studying general theater and specifically playwriting. Hmm. Um, so what, tell me about like, it, cause it is crazy to me that there's a, like, so what are you studying? Like, what is your, what is your course load this semester in comedy? This semester, uh, I'm taking a class called modes of comedy production, which basically we're learning how to use cameras, lighting setups, you know, all the technical stuff of filming projects, but we're doing it through comedy. So we first was like, we had to do a short audio sketch. Then our next assignment was doing a video sketch with no sound. And so it's like projects like that. And now we're about to do like a studio show, which is exciting. And I'll get to work the teleprompter, which is like my dream. Cause I love <laughs> doing like the scrolly thing. <laughs> and my other class is performing sketch comedy. So you actually have a class in sketch comedy. Yes. There's like two different classes for it. There's performing sketch and writing sketch. But we still write our own sketches and performing sketch comedy. We're just more focused on the performance. Okay. Um, and the next semester, I'll be taking writing for TV, which is required for a lot of majors, but it's also required for comedic arts. And you have to basically write a spec script in that class. When you say the class for uh, sketch comedy is performing sketch comedy, mm -hmm. what are you performing? if you're not writing them yourselves. So we are writing them ourselves. Okay. But, um, but the, the grading is more on the performance side than necessarily yeah. the writing side. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So we like get a unit, like last unit was satire and then we're in groups and then we all pitch a sketch, like an idea to the whole class and the whole class votes on what our group is going to do. And then we, we write it together and then we mostly work on performing it. And then we have to invite people to the class to come watch us perform at the end of every unit. Wow. That's crazy. That's that's so weird. I wish that was something like that. I know certain colleges do like sketch comedy as an elective in their writing or in their film media programs. But like, I don't think I've ever heard of a college doing a full comedy yeah. degree. Other schools have like comedy programs, but this is the only school with like a full major in it that you can start from like the second you get there. So are you like studying comedy? Like, are you looking back at older stuff? Are you watching like? Yeah, we have an freshman year. We had to take an evolution of comedy class, which is the hardest class I've taken here so far. Why is that? Uh, it's a lot of theory yeah. and kind of philosophy of comedy mixed in with like old Greek plays. And like we go from like the beginning of comedy and like move our way up. And it's like a lot of reading plays and uh, watching movies which is like the fun part but then it's like also a lot of analysis which is difficult because I can't pay attention <laughs> <laughs> and what like what were like, the movies that you were watching in this class so we watched watermelon man we watched that it's this movie about a white racist white man 
who wakes up one day and he's black. And it's a comedy and it's crazy. It almost sounds like a Twilight Zone episode. Yeah, no, it's 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 like very like weird and jarring. There's like a lot of like weird music in it that sounds like people just like played random notes and just put it in. And yeah, it's it's like very like surreal, but it's also very funny. And um we also watched oh what's it? Doctor Strange Love. Okay. What? Yeah, that's a funny one. We watched uh some like Buster Keaton films. We watched. Yeah, I can't think of any more, but because that's all right. So long ago, <laughs> just last semester. But <laughs> I was about to say, uh, I I doubt it was that long. Yeah, and then we did um, like projects on like we studied a lot of Commedia, which I was excited about because I love Commedia dell'arte because mm-hmm. that comes from my love of clowns. Yeah, that's why I asked about clowns earlier, like if you liked Barnum and Bailey clowns versus Commedia clowns because yeah. they are vastly different yeah i started with like circus clowns and then i learned about comedia and i was like this is it and um but that was after i wrote my clown play clowning around and um yeah and then i took a comedia class in high school and i had to learn how to juggle for a test grade so i like to whip that out a lot my juggling skills (laughs) nice all right so tell me how you we get to writers of the dorm like what's how does your involvement happen with this group so my friend david from high school and like my other friends here they start it and then they do shows with it and then i'm in a group called hyena which is satirical writing and like a publication Mm. so we do a magazine and then a newspaper and we do a lot of online articles and we did a joint show with them where people from hyena did stand up well we decided to do the show and then while like in the process of deciding like yeah we're doing this and like planning the show um where they did sketch and we did stand up yeah so they asked us to join and i was like hell yeah um because before i joined they only had one woman in the uh before that they only had like one woman in the um in their group and so i was kind of like i don't know i didn't really like them at first Cause I was like, mm, it's kind of a, kind of a like boys club kind of thing. Um, but then they asked all of us to join. And I'm like, okay, now this is it. You know, when they like kind of expanded mm. and it was, it's really fun. I really like writing with them and writing like sketches like for us as people, as opposed to like, I just wrote a sketch. It's going to like be online soon. I think. Uh, called Everybody Fucks Lucy. And basically <laughs> all of them being like, wow, we sure want to fuck Lucy. She's so hot and I would leave my girlfriend for her. And then like, then they're like, look, we can't do the sketch. This is just too weird. And I come in like, what? I don't understand what's wrong. What's the problem? They're like, this is just weird. And that's just like the premise of the sketch. So like, but it's us playing ourselves, which is really fun. That's the kind of stuff I like to do. Very meta, very. Yeah nice um what is a standard uh writers of the dorm show like like what's the tone what are you trying to achieve with it we haven't had many shows yet we're still kind of figuring i've only been in one show with them so far okay and it was basically like a lot of a lot of ridiculous humor like kind of absurd Mm -hmm. that's what a lot of it is and that's because of david that's david's fault 
but <laughs> um yeah it's a lot of like goofy shit and uh what else do we do well like we're starting to we're kind of trying to start like a weekly or every two weeks or whatever show online where it's like a, like a short like mini show with like several sketches in it mm-hmm. and like fun little bits and that's what we're starting to try to do. We're kind of moving away from live shows and doing more like online content. But, okay. Um, and uh, and I, I assume that like, and maybe the assumption's wrong, uh, that Emerson has like class sponsored club, like sketch clubs. Yeah. And I'm-, I'm So in- why, uh, you are doing another? Yes. I am in, so I got into police geese which a couple other of our members are in, which is like a school-sponsored sketch troupe. Mm. And, um, and then I was asked to join Writers of the Dorm. And so um, it's it's a hard to do both, but since we're moving toward online content, it's going to get easier to like balance both because it's like really hard to choose. Like, I wrote this great sketch. Which group do I take it to? Right, and that, that was the question I was going to come to, is like, what's the difference between working with the two groups? So Writers of the Dorm, it's a lot more like I write more like content like based on us as people and just like sketches like for us. And I write a lot of shorter bits. And for Police Geese, I would say it's like more playwrighty um, kind of sketches, you know, more like story and like uh, things happen. And that doesn't make sense. Things happen in every sketch. But um, it's more like kind of like narrative based on like sure. bring to life writers that are yeah, where, shorter and like faster and yeah where there might be like an emphasis on the story for the uh or like even length wise like uh police sketches might be longer for you while you might do a bitter like a a one-off joke for um writers of the dorm like that kind of stuff like yeah whenever uh whenever i talk to people i was like there has to be a story to the thing, no matter how short it is. Like, yeah. But like at the same time, if you're just doing like a one hit joke, blackout sketch, like mm-hmm. there's still a story. Cause even any, even any street joke is a story like encapsulated into, you know, those two lines. Yeah. But like for police geese, I would bring like, I wrote a sketch where it's uh, actually based off my original horse girl sketch where it's uh but different horse girl there these two girls are like this girl who's a horse girl is so weird we hate her and then she comes in and she's an actual horse (laughs) but they're like talking about her like she's one of those girls who's like really into horses and they're like is horse girl like actually a term yeah (laughs) oh yeah there's like those girls in elementary school who are like set like way too into horses and everything they wear has like a horse on it and then they play horse during recess and you're like what's the deal with her you know what's her issue i just i like i knew that was a thing but i had never heard that actual like phrase of horse girl like yeah well that's at least what i call them okay horse girl uh, so you're studying comedy in college do you still is is watching comedy still enjoyable to you yes I don't actually watch that much comedy. I feel like I'm so behind all my friends because they know all these comedians and all this stuff. And I'm like, I just watched the show and I think it's funny. 
<laughs> and um, but yeah, it's still enjoyable to me. I still watch a lot of it. It's hard for me to like say like comedic influences because I don't watch that much. A lot of it just comes from like me and what I like personally is like my mm-hmm. funny, like what I think is funny. And a lot of it's my dad. My dad's a big influence on my comedy. But yeah, enjoy like I still enjoy watching comedy. I don't seek it out as much because I just get so much of it here. Oh, what are you enjoying? What's something that you that you've really like stuck out to you in the last couple, like last semester of either studying or just watching by yourself? Oh, that what? you would recommend? What I've really enjoyed. Let me think about that first. Oh, um, American Vandal is just so fantastic. Hmm. It's hilarious, and I just I love it. And the creators um, went to Emerson actually. Oh, nice! And they came recently to do like a little talk uh, and like a. Q&A kind of thing but I couldn't go to it which was very hard for me uh broke my heart a little bit (laughs) but yeah I just think that show is just so the writing is of these like the characters is like so good like they're all such real people and like I'm like oh I know that person I went to high school with them like I know who that is (laughs) and it's just so great I ask everybody this and we didn't talk about it yet and I don't know like because you're a college student and I think I think on one hand, uh, Saturday Night Live has really like benefited from the internet. Uh, but I've talked to people and they're like, I've never watched a full episode. I've ever ne- never actually sat down on Saturday night and watched a show. Like I've only ever seen sketches online. But I ask everybody, do you have a favorite Saturday Night Live cast member? Yes, absolutely. Kyle Mooney. Hands down. Kyle Mooney. Really? He's hilarious. To me. Like, I think he's so great. I love all his old sketches online before he was on SNL with like Beck Bennett. I his style of comedy is like very similar to mine I think like his acting style which is like real like ironic is so it just really gets me there's this one sketch he has online where it's like oh what is it it's like him like singing but he's like not singing well and then Beck Bennett comes in he's like dude sing that again that was fantastic he's like what me (laughs) no stop just like he makes fun of a lot of like tropes and mm. like stereotypes and stuff like that. And he like exaggerates them, which I think is just, that's what I love to do is like exaggerate people and tropes in like film and like cheesy TV shows and stuff like that. Yeah. I think his first season on the show, he did a bunch of like those very special episode, like parodies Yeah, of like sitcoms and stuff like where, yeah. where the whole like parody of it is the joke, but I don't know. I never found them really funny, but I understood what he was going for. But Kyle Mooney is hasn't totally won me over yet. Like the sketch that they did, you know, the week before that we record this, where it was a uh, him and Beck as like the two brothers. Did you see? Oh, where I saw that. I didn't like. Leaf Shriver was hosing them off. Like, yeah, that one wasn't that great for me. <laughs> So what's the the goal after school? Like Emerson, you get a degree in comedy. What's the next step that you think you're going to pursue? Uh, that's something I've been asked by a lot of uh, family members. I was about to say, I'm sorry for asking like the aunt uncle question. Yeah, but and the answer is I'm very no curious. I really don't know. I guess wherever like I end up, I mean, I still have two years left here, and. I don't really have any specific plans. I would love to write for TV. 
that's something I really want to do. Um, but I also love acting because my dreams have been uncrushed now. And <laughs> just like wherever, wherever yeah, I, once you find the roles that you're like, yeah. just because you're not the right actress for Antigone doesn't mean. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, sorry, I wasn't good enough for the crucible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing funny in the crucible. Yeah. My, there's no comic relief in the crucible. My dream though, is to produce a production of the glass menagerie but it's done like as a comedy okay because i think that play is so funny there's (laughs) just so many literally one of her legs like laura's legs is shorter than the other and that's ridiculous she went to secretary school threw up and never went back like that's her life and i just think that's like i think it worked well as a comedy and that's just like my dream i just want to try and see what happens if i did that but of course there's they wouldn't team. cast me in a comedic glass menagerie in high school. So there's a team down here in Philly that does uh, improv shows in the style of Tennessee Williams. Like, oh, that's awesome! Like, are you worried that you're going to laugh yourself out or uh, take it to such an academic length that you're overthinking everything? I don't. I don't know. I don't really think so because, I mean, me personally, I still laugh at a good fart noise. like that gets me and um i don't know i just love watching comedy and doing it that i don't know because i hadn't thought about that before i might burn out it could happen but um yeah it's like i it's harder for me to watch my own work now i think because i i think that's fair pretty much everyone yeah, like in high school, I was like, this is great. But also, I'd only see it once, like performed. And now it like everything's like filmed. And I'll like watch it and I'm like, I should have fixed this, 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 this. Why did I move like that? That's weird. Like, why wasn't I staying still? And it's like really like I like, can't watch it anymore because I just get frustrated with myself. But on the same token, like... I mean, my personal theory is like when you're doing stuff on stage, like, and it, it's very weird because co- comedy is the one, one of the art forms uh, that people will see the work in progress. Like, a sketch comedy group, I've never seen a sketch comedy group redo a sketch without changing it, even slightly. Like, so, like, there's never a final product until uh, it's filmed, basically. Like, like I always say that like sketch comedy like the end goal is a YouTube video at this point and that's when it's finished but like when you're on stage it's always changed so watching back you can see those things and change those that like that you don't think work as well yeah I've never like performed a sketch that I've written like a second time so I've never like had the opportunity to go back and like change things and then let's do it again Okay. Um, I would do that with plays though. Like one night, I'm like, okay, I want to change this, and then like, let's go in and then perform it again. I'd like make changes after like the first show, and then we do it again, and it'd be better. And, like I like change things up to like, like right before the show starts. But, yeah. Um, I don't know. I just have so much on my plate now. I don't have time to really 
focus <laughs> a lot on like my one thing that I'm doing because I'm not just doing one thing anymore. Sure. I'm doing so much. And so like, I have to kind of like, which thing do I want to really focus on and make the best that I can. So, so far, and, and I think you said you've only done one so far, but like every writers of the dorm show has been different than the previous show. Like you haven't been repeating sketches or. You repeat uh, like none of my sketches have been repeated yet. But they will repeat, like, some sketches, and I think they do, like, make some changes. Mm, But, like, most of the time they just try to have new new content. You're studying comedy academically, uh, which is – I'm slightly jealous of. (laughs) So – and you're in two different sketch groups. Yes. Writing for satirical. Yeah. Is that a publication or, like, just a website? How does the hygiene work? So we have um, a magazine every semester and we kind of like to change the style of it. Not every semester, every first semester of the year. So this year our magazine is going to be like a teeny bopper kind of thing. and uh, like, like Teen Beat or yeah, Tiger Beat or whatever. Yeah, G14, all of that. And um, then we do a newspaper the second semester. But also like during the semester we post a lot of online articles and content and not material. There's a lot of material because <laughs> it's not, we don't make any money off of it. Uh, only our parents are really reading it. But um, <laughs> yeah, so we, we post a lot of articles and stuff. And it, it's fun to write for because I can just write whatever I want and then mm. we can post it, you know? Like I could write a fanfic about our school mascot, Griff the Lion. And they'd be like, yeah, we can post that. <laughs> that's cool like it's like a mini onion yeah yeah it's a book or uh mini uh click hole sometimes yes so uh, the the question that i was going to before i tangent off on my own um all this academic work two comedy groups the hyena what's something that you've learned from comedy about comedy uh either the craft of comedy or something existential that you've learned from writing performing that you would share to someone that's new to comedy uh i would say you just have to create like keep right if you're not in a troupe if you didn't get into a troupe yet or you're not like writing for a show yet or doing anything yet just still make your own stuff and write things and create because i spent a lot of time sitting in my room being upset that i wasn't a part of anything I didn't have anything to create for when I could have just been creating for myself and producing my own stuff. You know, they started writers of the dorm on their own and they just started getting gigs at shows. And I was like, you can just do that. (laughs) You know, it's like not affiliated with the school or anything, which is like, I don't know. I thought it was so cool. And just like, yeah, just a lot of creating on your own time just keep writing because you know you could use that for when you do get into a group or whatever and just keep like using your mind and don't let don't just sit there all the time and eat doritos and cry i mean you can still take an hour of the day to do that i guess yeah I'll, i like to limit it to 30 minutes of okay. dorito crying <laughs> make sure just you're not crying directly into the bag well, sometimes it adds a little, like, nice little flavor. Sure. A little extra sodium. Yeah. 
and I think you've mentioned this before that we were talking about it with, you know, not getting cast in the dramatic roles, but uh, finding a home in comedy mm-hmm. in high school. And then, so why comedy? Like you're pursuing it academically. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to assume a giant portion of your free time goes to it as well. Yes. With two groups and hyena, that sounds like a huge course load that yeah. I would probably tell you to chill out on something. Yeah, it's a lot. And I'm also doing, which is like not comedy related, but I do Jumpstart, which is where I go and do like a lesson plan with preschoolers twice a week, which oh, oh, goodness. that's so much time. <laughs> I'm like <laughs> so constantly wh- So why is comedy your, the way you're spending 90% of your life now? Um. I mean, after it just came the most easily to me at first. And then like the moment when I first saw my play performed and I just see like everybody laughing, that was just the greatest feeling I've ever had. Just like being able to make people smile and laugh and just enjoy something in the moment like that and being able to see their reaction like right away. Like, I immediately know they're enjoying this. They like it. You know, I can't, like, you know, with, like, if I wrote a, like, dramatic play, I couldn't tell how they were feeling about it in the moment. With comedy, it's, like, instant, you know, you know what they're thinking. And it's just, like, I don't know, just seeing people laugh and making people smile and making them, like, feel happier. And I just think that's so important. And someone needs to do it. We need a lot of comedy. And it's just like the greatest like gratification. Yeah, I, I've talked to this with a bunch of my theater friends or like people that I know that do theater. I was like, how do you like comedians sketch comedy? You know when you're successful, like yeah. in the theater, you know there's that, that immediate reaction. Like mm-hmm. maybe this joke doesn't hit as hard as you wanted it to, but something else hits even more than you expect it. But like when you do like a dramatic role, how do you know that people are enjoying this or like? are connecting with this like yeah you have no idea and then like later you could be like hey how was it and they'd be like oh it was great and you don't know if they're telling the truth or not yeah like sitting in a theater watching king lear like how do those actors know that this is hitting like now granted there are some jokes in king lear but like mm-hmm. it's still like i can't imagine i don't know it, it just seems weird to me like comedy is the best Mm -hmm. and no one can prove me otherwise yeah uh thanks lucy yeah i'm gonna go play the sims now (laughs) lucy can be seen with writers of the dorm as they perform at sketch house at improv boston Thursday, November 29th at 9 p.m. For more information, go to improvboston.com. You can see me hosting the Big Freaking Quiz 2018 in Boston, opening for Writers of the Dorm during that Sketch House show, and then in Baltimore the following night, November 30th, at Charm City Comedy Project. Improvboston.com or charmcitycomedyproject.com for more information on either show. My first sketch is a Philly Sketchfest production. You can find out more information at phillysketchfest.com. Follow Philly Sketchfest on Instagram at Philly Sketchfest. The music on this episode is by the band No No. 
which you can check out at nonoband.bandcamp.com. Like my first sketch on Facebook, follow the show on Twitter, rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. This is Josh Hyam. Thanks for listening. Go see some comedy. <laughs>